Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. We're going back in time to the golden age of gaming magazines this week in a weird and wonderful way. I'm Neil Bob, and he is Jay Krieger. How goes it, Jay? Pretty good, man. I'm excited to go on this uh, nostalgia-laced episode of Horror Bites. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in this episode we will be highlighting two parts of this project in particular and talking about the project in general. Um, these games, as they are collected, uh, can be found on Itch.io. If you want to, play, if you do end up playing them and enjoy them, make sure you give them a bit of love by uh, supporting them in whatever way you can. As ever, links for these games will be in the show notes. So, before we talk individually about the games we've picked, uh, we, we are going to talk about the whole thing, which is PC Cursed ninety eight which sort of replicates the demo disc era of gaming magazines, uh, but under the mad eyes of one Jacob Jazz, known best here for the upcoming Tamarindo's Freaking Dinner, and Bauer's Mausoleum, which he'd done previously, um, visually styling, you know, quite, I want to say, classic scupo, it's whatever it's called, the uh, Rugrats uh, are real monsters, sort of weird sort of visual style stuff he's quite responsible for. Here it's like obviously a collection between different, um, yeah, it's a game jam basically in all but name, but uh, going that sort of extra step by making it, you know, they actually made a magazine which you can download and they even made you, you can even print out your own art for your own cover disc as well, which I, I love the touches for that. Um, I mean, Jacob did tell me uh, before this was coming out about it and it sort of, he explained what the whole thing was. I was like, yeah, that really sounds like a cool thing. And uh, yeah, you know, on the disc, if you will, uh, we have this whole collection of what is it, about 22 games, I think. Um, some that have already been out, I think, others brand new. And yeah, I think they all tend to have the familiar feel of something from that era, That's which is the point. You know, that's early PC sort of curios you might find on a demo disc and it was such a cool era if, not just for like pc gaming but like playstation of course famously used to have um you know the the demo disc and then the net yarrow stuff that was on there which was like user-made games you know back in the day which were like yeah and you'd like tap, you'd find these like micro games that you could play on the disc that were like full games and this is like a blend of those two things where everything feels like it's a demo for 
you know, some game that never came out, of course, in in this um, case. But yeah, they generally have this distinct flavor of like 2000, 2001 sort of time, different genres. You know, in the case of things we picked here today, a visual novel and you know, a shooter, which are, of course, the tried and trusted PC gaming things of the time and today. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say beyond that on the overall package. It's just really well put together, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the magazine stuff, but just like the the humor of it runs through you know, like that. And if you read music, the um, sort of magazines from that period as well, it does kind of capture that personality in a very Jacob Jazz way. Yeah, it very much feels like a time capsule, which again, if you're going to be evoking a specific era, um, hmm. it just makes this kind of, package that much more impressive because of the fact that again whenever you're dealing with one of these types of packages uh, that we've covered now a couple of times on horror bites mm. it, you know it always amazes me that while all of these creatives come from different backgrounds have different you know skill sets have different influences they're still able to make something that while each experience is different and tapping into what makes each of those creatives so unique it still feels much mm. more realized than i always am anticipating right and it's yeah. the type of thing where it's like, by this point, you think I'd learn to, you know, not not worry about one entry <laughs> feeling out of place or something like that. But, you know, I think with each one of these collections, it just becomes more and more apparent that, you know, the person that is helming all of this curation, right, really understands what they're going for right out yes. of the gate. Um, and it has a talent for taking all of these variety of experiences and uh, different sensibilities and blending it into a package that feels a lot more cohesive, I suppose then uh, yes. some people might be wondering when you're talking about a compilation of, again, all of these different uh, voices. Yeah, I mean, is that, isn't it, where obviously a lot of games of this scale sort of do harken back to that, to earlier times and certain genres and eras, if you will. But yeah, obviously Doom are very modern things and um, maybe it's just like surface level and you don't really get the full effect I think, yeah the curation here generally i think is quite impressively on the nose and getting close to what you would expect just being slightly off you know, in, the, in the ways that matter which i think is the best part of demo just anyway back back then was you know just finding these things you know like, what the fuck is this you know where i've never seen this before like that and yeah that, that, that's the vibe you want to go for and while still making it believable which i think it does um so with the picks um we'll obviously do yours now uh before we go to a break um so yeah you tell us about your pick from this collection yeah my pick from the bunch was gallbladder plus 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 by developer oxy and in this game you play as dr codway who's operating on a patient suffering from a hemorrhage caused by a biological anomaly and then using a nanobot the player explores the patient's organs in an attempt to rid their guts of several foreign anomalies. So this is a point-and-click visual novel. You know, I'm keeping that visual novel thing going as of recent because <laughs> you, know, you put me onto those last year, and it's uh, something that I've been a subgenre that I've been trying to dive more into and finding more sort of varied, I suppose, directions that you can take with that. Um, yeah. And Gallbladder Plus Plus Plus, I think, is probably one of the best examples of that. Um, it, you know, it adopts this sort of archaic black and white imaging software look, which, you know, if there's one thing when you're trying to harken back to an older era, whether it's games or movies or anything, you mm. know, there's something about thinking about medical equipment 
um, that really just like unnerves me. You know, I think about, I recently rewatched The Exorcist and of course the whole hospital scene with Reagan is yeah. terrifying, but not only is it terrifying because of the fact that, you know, it's a child that's being, uh, you know, go, is in duress because of what's happening, but just looking at archaic equipment and things like that, it just makes me think about like the sort of the brutal pains that medicine has gone through to like perfect helping people because of some of the different, you know, equipment and how it all looks very shoddy now. And this game, I think with the aesthetic that it uses kind of captures that pretty beautifully. Um, I also, you know, the game having a huge Cronenbergian sort of body horror vibe with sprinkles yeah. of Tetsuo the Iron Man, of course, is going to, you know, be right up my alley in terms of sort of my horror subgenre interests. Um, but I was also a fan of this game having a choose your own adventure aspect to it as hmm. well, where, you know, while you're navigating this guy's guts, you kind of get these momentary choices where it's like, okay, I can either go left or right in sort of exploring their body or how you want to choose handling some of those anomalies that you come hmm. up against. Um, and, you know, in terms of, again, coming back to that aesthetic with the uh, visuals of the game, it's not just that, okay, here's a pic black and white picture of, you know, some liver or, you know, another body part. But it's the fact that the visuals themselves are like pulsating and slowly mm -hmm. moving and whatnot, which, you know, I'm not somebody that gets really queasy or uncomfortable playing games, like physically uncomfortable most of the time. But there's something about the sort of claustrophobic nature of exploring these guts so intimately and the fact they're pulsating and then the more sort of supernatural elements that pop up the further into this person's body that you're exploring. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, I don't know if you've ever been to like a dentist that has like infomercials playing on the screens and stuff of like the sort of procedures that you can go through and you just see how alien a mouth looks when you start getting into the grisly, horrible versions of it like that. And so one of those things that's like car crash, isn't it? You just kind of have to look at it. You don't want to, but it's there and it just, it's too weird and fascinating to you, you it, that's a great sort of aesthetic to go for i think and with the sort of dot matrixy sort of black and white thing going on with it where it mixes like real lifestyle pictures and you know animated stuff it's yeah it just feels so distinctly you know pc-esque you know of that time uh again one of those little curios you might find um, in the point and click genre back then as much as you would now and yeah I think there's it, a little bit of humour to it as well which always helps I think point and click games having humour is uh, even when they're deadly serious uh, it, it's necessary I think because the very sort of nature of it means you need to sort of engage with it in more than a one dimensional sort of emotional way you know, it has to be you know, going in a different variety of ways uh, yeah, and I liked that it was, like you said, just having these little different paths and endings, not really knowing what it was going to take you to next. You know, there's a, yeah, I think there's a particular ending that is um, a surprise, to say the least. Um, <laughs> we go One that. of several in yeah, many different yeah, ways. Um, also, even the presentation of like the, the homepage on Itch, you know, where they sort of incorporate like the um, some of the comments and stuff like that into the actual you know, advertising for it uh, on the splash screen bit. And just, it's, and the fake quotes again, just sort of like reintegrating into this whole idea of a fake magazine and fake things like that. Love it. I, I just, it's demented in the best way. 
Yeah, I would say, you know, in terms of the game's humor, which you had mentioned, I find, you know, humor is one of the most difficult things, I think, that you can sort of interweave into another genre, right? Mm -hmm. Humor, sometimes in horror, has not always worked for me uh, in some pretty significant ways. And here, I love that this is an example of somebody that, you know, is able to make the player uncomfortable, able to make them squeamish. And then at the same time, they can make humor that feels right at home with this specific type of experience because it's leaning into the medical aspect in some pretty hilarious ways. Like in one of the endings, um, it's called like Coward, where basically your character has this existential crisis and just quits the surgery mid-operation and then has this whole sort of diatribe about either discussing like the qualms of being a medical professional, who am I, God, like that type of thing. And then at the same time, you can get an ending that is so grotesquely body horror-esque that it literally makes your skin crawl. And the fact that you can kind of pivot between those two genres in a way that feels right at home in the same package. I mean, I found that to be incredibly impressive and be legitimately funny, right? There's one ending in particular, which we don't have to spoil, which you mentioned, that is completely out of left field and is the type of thing that's funny because it catches you off guard. Yeah. But the ability to consistently have dialogue um, that is either you know, in line with the body horror aspect and kind of morose or at the same time just sort of ludicrous um, yeah. is a real talent, I think. And one that I think makes Gallbladder++ that much more memorable because of its writing. And it feels very just, I suppose, genuine, if you will, uh, putting yeah. you in the shoes of this person. And it's like, yeah, I would probably be thinking some shit like that too because this is fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, before we delve into my personal pick for the selection, we are taking a small break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to Horror Bites. Uh, my pick from PC Curse 98 is a Jacob Jazz game. Uh, it's the demo for Mothman Caravan. Uh, in Mothman Caravan, you find yourself in the midst of a first-person gore shooter extravaganza, as it's well put. Uh, the air is thick with chaos as hordes of monstrous moth offspring, spawned by the legendary Mothman, uh, descend upon the unsuspecting caravan park. What unfolds is a showdown of epic proportions between Mothman and the monstrous Lovecraftian entity known as Taco Head. Um, well, like I said earlier, Jacob Jazz has a very distinct style. Uh, lots of food-based stuff. Lots of having that sort of weird Nickelodeon 90s sort of uh, visual finesse, I would say, I suppose is the best way to put it. Um, and keeps that consistently through these different projects, um, but gives them a distinct sort of vibe, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Um, the thing about this one that Straight away, I looked at it and was like, oh, a shooter. Yeah. So that was the main thing. It's like uh, a shooter in that mold. Yeah, we've seen shooters do sort of unconventional visual styles like Cruelty Squad in recent times, which that was like the most abrasive game ever, I think, in terms of like doing that. Uh, this has that sort of grimy late night TV thing going on that I love, and yeah, which is also why I, I really enjoyed like the demo for Tamarindos as well. Um, and yeah, it is just pretty much a wave-based shooter. 
going around um, saving your bacon, literally, uh, um, to <laughs> ensure that you stay alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, there really is a giant Mothman and a giant taco-headed entity battling it out while you you've kill these little Mothmen and they make their strange little uh, squealy noises. You get unlockables. Um, basically like an open arena effectively with different areas and different pickups you can get you know on the surface very much what you would expect from a first person shooter on pc in terms of mechanics um in terms of how it looks just yeah balmy in the best way yeah i really enjoyed the the visual style and again there's a dark humor as i think it's put there you know to it right down to the way it looks i think like the ui being like this big fuck off thing in the corner um with your ammo and your health count is just so delightfully over the top i i I really enjoyed that just even the weapons despite how simple they are they just how they look you know and how how they all sort of um fire off is pretty satisfying you know for what it is plenty of head popping in this one which again that's one of the things that um cruelty squad which we covered uh last year the year probably the year before that two years ago um, was one of those games that really impressed upon me and getting back into PC gaming after a lengthy break mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you really can't judge games by their cover, right? Because no. this game takes that sort of adult swim sensibilities of humor, blends it with that sort of I would, what I would describe as like cruelty squads blend of, uh, I suppose, acid-induced vomit pixels, right? And that kind <laughs> of aesthetic of it, it looks like this janky mess, but it has a style that's all its own. And, you know, the fact that the mechanics, as simple as they are, are still like a sturdy foundation for having this wave-based arena shooter where it's like, okay, you're running around, you're activating these totems at the same time you're getting chased, but you need to pick up like these uh, teleports basically. And the teleporters themselves are gravestones, which let you bounce across the map to explore it. And then the further you're playing through, you can start like leaping, leaps and bounds above fences and enemies and these things. So it has this real arcade logic to it. Um, and then pairing it with that sense of humor, right? I was talking earlier about how hard humor is, but this is a game that from the outset, you know, nobody makes something like this if they don't have a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this game, you know, it uses the language that it uses. It's sort of absurd with that massive kaiju battle going on in the background. <laughs> but from a gameplay standpoint, it's still a lot more sound than I think some people might think, just judging from what it looks like. As you mentioned, the fact that you're literally saving your own bacon for a health bar you start with like 99, 99,000 rounds or something <laughs> insane like that, which is just like gives you pause. Yeah. Your crosshair is quite literally a cross. Um, but at the same time, the weapons are super punchy in the fact that you watch, mm. you know, those little Mothman's heads explode countless times. And, you know, you mentioned that that uh, sort of audio cue that you get when they get near you. They make that kind of like squealing noise. And for a game that seems over the top, is over the top, um, and seems like it doesn't have a lot of thought into it. Like things get fucking hectic real quick in this yeah. shooter. So a little audio cue like that goes an incredibly long way in terms of, okay, this is not only a game that looks wild, but it actually plays like somebody that know from somebody that knows how to design a game and make a game fun. Right. I think that in terms of the sort of responsiveness, I would say there's like an 85% hit rate with interacting with items and even shooting at Mothman, right? Sometimes there is a little jank when it comes to time to actually interact with something, but at the same time, it's not to the degree that 
it became fr overly frustrating or anything no. like that. Um, so again, like a really well-constructed package for something from the outset, I was like, eh, this will be something I'll laugh at for 15, 20 minutes and not think about again. And then I ended up playing for almost an hour because I was just kept coming back, kept coming back. It really does harken back to like super addictive flash games. I think granted yeah. there weren't too many first person uh, flash games like this back in the day, but it has that same yeah. energy and to see something that is as refined from a gameplay standpoint um, was incredibly refreshing and really, really enjoyed. Yeah, I think one of the most sort of visceral things it taps into from that sort of first-person shooter era is like having those little audio cues and things like that and just being very reactive in how you do things and just being constantly on the move. Um, even in like the most fast-paced shooters out there, like it's not usually in your best interest to keep moving like a full pelt the whole time. But I love that era of just like fucking bottling it down, you know, barreling down any given area and just dodging and weaving and feeling like a proper ballet uh, you know, of, of like carnage. And this it, has got that, you know, it's got that flavor to it. Absolutely. And that was a big surprise to me. Like you said, I, Thought mainly it would be about the joke of what it looked like and how it played, and just which had been fine because that's exactly what I was hoping for at the very least. And yeah, man, you know, it plays well as a game. You know, so it's a, always a really great bonus in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think that's. Uh, I mean, this is as I said, tip of the iceberg stuff. There is twenty-two games, one of them being a mystery game, um, and there's plenty of decent and interesting things in there from very different genres and yet certainly all worth your go i think in one way or another uh, so yeah you can find the entire pt cursed uh, 98 on itch.io uh, which is basically what it's called pt cursed 98 um that though does it for this week um we are wrapping things up with the good old if you're a developer of indie horror game demo concept or game jam entry we would love to hear from you uh, you can drop us a DM at SaferInPod on Twitter or SaferInPod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Jay, it has been a nice trip to the past and we will do it all again next week in a slightly different flavour, I'd imagine. Um, but until then, we will keep searching for those horror bites. <laughs>